0: What's going on, everybody? This is Frisky Morris Sessions, the multi-format podcast about all things punk in the Chicagoland area and beyond. We've been away for a couple months. Uh, If you follow our social media and stuff, you know that back in September, August, September, I closed in a house, so I was moving, and then I got married in October, and then family and stuff in November and December and started a new job. So it's been a couple months of hardcore adulting and uh, getting my shit together, but... I'm so, so thrilled to be back, and we have an amazing band to come back with in 2019. Uh, This is a Frisky Morris Sessions. This is number 84, featuring AM Taxi. Uh, All the tracks from today's episode are off their latest LP entitled Shiver By Me, which came out digitally and on CD uh, back in January on the 25th. And then in a couple months, it is going to be available as a 12-inch vinyl Proper LP. So definitely be on the lookout for the vinyl and definitely pick up either the digital copy or the CD copy. Uh, also, a big plug they are going to be playing a big show at Reggie's on February 8th, which is coming up in a couple days. Definitely get your tickets. It is 17 and up, and some of our buddies, uh, Tobin, His band 610 uh, from Flatfoot 56. His other band 610 is going to be playing Daniel Wade. And some good friends of ours that are on the docket to be on the podcast uh, this spring. Take the Reigns is also going to be playing that show. So in the description of this episode definitely see the event page for that show at reggie's on the 8th make sure to go this was a great interview in their practice space we talk a lot about songwriting and just kind of them as people and any rituals they have and just kind of shooting the shit uh kind of a low key one really nice uh, really get to know them and kind of learn a little bit about how they go into the studio and approach recording and kind of what they did to prepare for shiver by me Uh, one of the pet peeves that I love is that a lot of people just came to the realization that people shuffle play on Spotify and they were appalled because they're like the the record has a flow to it like you have to listen to it in order (laughs) like why would you just shuffle through it so don't shuffle through it, just buy the record, listen to it from front to back, and you'll have an awesome experience. <laughs> um, some shameless plugs on our side before we get into the episode. Uh, definitely reminder to check out our Bandcamp page and peruse our releases, including our latest one, which was the Volume Two of our annual Welcome to Chicago Land comp. We've got Flatfoot 56, Lucky Boys Confusion, La Armada. And a ton of, ton of other bands, 25 bands on it, all from the Chicagoland area, all amazing. Something different this. Time around than last time is all the proceeds from volume two are going to a nonprofit organization uh, called Hope for the Day, uh, which is kind of mental health, suicide awareness, education, and training. Uh, so it's a great cause. So you're supporting local music, you're supporting this local podcast, and you're supporting uh, a great local uh, nonprofit organization. So definitely go to our band camp buy the digital album or buy the CD and know that your couple bucks are going to a good cause. Um, also a reminder, cause I'm now freelancing with Audio Tree and I'm part of their family as a host, definitely check out some of the episodes over at Audio Tree. As always, remember to follow us on social media, Uh, at Frisky Morris Friends on Facebook, at Frisky Morris on Twitter, and at Frisky Morris Sessions on Instagram. We should probably just consolidate that all to one name, but that's for another day. (laughs) Um, Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, and spread the word about the podcast. We really can't do this show without you, the listeners, and whether you've been with us since episode one or episode 161, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast, and we really hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy making it so just thank you thank you so much for being patient through my couple months of hibernation uh, while i got my shit together in my personal life uh, to then kind of reintroduce the podcast uh, but enough of that let's get into the here and now this is frisky more sessions with frisky more sessions episode number 84 featuring am taxi enjoy is going on everybody this is frisky morris sessions we are back uh it's been a Month or so with my life being crazy, but we are back and with a band that I'm super stoked to have on. We are with AM Taxi. Uh, we are going to be talking about their latest album, Shiver by Me, uh, that came out on January 25th. And then you're going to be hearing tracks throughout the podcast episode uh, with tracks from that album. You would have just heard the first track called Saint Jane that starts off the record. Let's go around, introduce yourself and what you play in the band. Uh, Uh, So people can match audio to who's talking when.
1: Hey, this is Jason. I play bass. This is Adam. I sing and I play guitar. I'm Chris and I play the drums and sing sometimes. I sing sometimes.
2: And,
3: Jay, <laughs> sometimes. and Jay plays guitar and sings a little bit too, but he's not. Yeah, I'm
1: Jay, and I'm here right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Jay, you sound different today. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's cold out these last two days.
0: So. <laughs> awesome. All right, so I always start these. Uh, Damien Abraham is the lead singer of a band called Fucked Up, uh, and he has his own podcast talk turned out a punk is like how do people get into punk or get into rock or the music that they play and kind of tell us a little bit about you guys and how you got into playing music and how you guys found each other and decide to play the type of music that am taxi is
3: we were all different groups woke up B and J were in a band Chris was in a band and um, uh, you know it was just the right time to get together as far as the kind of music I don't know Um, I think for me it was, um, you know, I always liked uh, Motown and and things like that, like the real '60s stuff. Until I got to an age where I could um, figure out where the college station was on my radio, you know, and started listening to, hearing things that were like underground at the time, you know, and like that's exciting Um, because it sounds like something that's achievable. That you you know, oh, I can do that too.
0: Yeah. So what was there like a specific college radio station? Uh, There's,
3: you know, W O N C. Um, which is North Central College. Nice. Um, and they had a program at, from 12 to 2 called After Hours. Ooh. And that's where I first heard, you know, like Naked Ray Gun and um, uh, the replacements. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, right. That's
0: cool. That's awesome. What about you guys? Go ahead.
3: Yeah. I
4: was kind of burnout, so I, you know, Metallica, then uh, Chili Peppers, and the, you know, and then I, uh, you know, joined uh, joined a band with Adam actually, and he kind of exposed me to a lot of other styles of music and opened up my my palette a bit. So, yeah, it's been great.
1: Nice, Chris. What about you? I was early on. i I guess a metalhead, but I just like drumming. <laughs> so the guys that I was in my first band with happened to love metal, so I played metal because they needed a metal drummer. I mean, I liked all. I was like. I liked all the radio hits for the most part, but I was into metal, and anyone who wanted to be in a band with that I'd drum with, I was a whore. Because yeah. I just wanted to keep drumming. You were like the one
0: I drummer that's like band. in like
1: eight in like, fucking bands, and it's just like, yeah. oh my God. I had to break up with like six of them in high school. <laughs> yeah. Chris was playing Dead Kennedy covers when he was like 15. And years. I did not appreciate it at the time, which I could look back on With the a band that, that was so twice old. his age.
0: Nice. It was, uh, yeah that was our drummer was like we were in middle school and like he had an older brother that lived in chicago and he was like oh yeah i was just at this house party in like little italy and we're like what are what is your life right now like and he's like i don't know well that's so crazy so how did so with the like metal and different influences like that it's what kind of keeps this type of music exciting for you because I know metal like in terms of drumming at least like you can get really technical with it. Yeah. Do you, do you kind of like do
1: you like that you can kind of get in the pocket
0: with like yeah the type that's, of rock music well that's what cause... I learned
1: as I as I was growing up I was drumming with all these guys and I was all about like being technical with that stuff and then as I started working with more like songwriter people I realized it was more rewarding to play like a song that was to the point. I'm not dogging metal I appreciate it, but now. <laughs> I used to own two copies of Tools Enema, and now I, I, could, I could barely make it through one song. He's like, this is taking forever. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, I need the song to, like, tell me a story, make me feel something. I don't need to know that, like, you're doing, like, 30-second notes for 20 minutes. Yeah. Any shit like that. It's just like, you know, he made my, Adam here made my taste a little more eclectic. He helped me out. You're like you're the, like, way, you're, the, the you're the provider of like <laughs> yeah. getting getting All these heads on board with Adam.
0: the uh, I was, uh, with the
1: groovy <laughs> rock. I was the uh, <laughs> passenger side DJ for lots of trips. That helps to oh, tour. nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> tour mixes do help. Once you get to go on tour, you get to hear a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, from other people's brains. So in the early days, or kind of like the first couple like releases that you put out, was there ever? Like that first song that everyone kind of just looked at each other and you're like, oh yeah, this is this is what AM Taxi or American Taxi. This is what this band is gonna sound like. Was there that one like song that did it, or was it kind of like a like a couple songs? That it was we were- a little batch of songs, like right away,
3: mm-hmm. um, and it was the first few songs we wrote: mistake, dead street, shake, rattle, and stall, uh, where we kind of knew that like. you know we were like okay we got something cool here and you know we bring friends over to the rehearsal space and they would be like okay you guys got something you guys got something here and then we went to Minneapolis and recorded the EP so we put the EP out before we played ever um we you know we kind of went in 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 reverse order we didn't do any shows until we had everything lined up yeah and the radio station started playing it so we needed uh we got a lot of people singing on this record and I played a lot of piano on it too so we got John and Schmidt uh, John and Luke the Schmidt brothers my neighbor at the time was John and they filled in for a few years like keyboards guitar and uh, like a lot of additional backing vocal things nice like that. Um, but that didn't really a- totally answer your question but yeah that was the first few batch of tunes okay
0: so it. like the the trip to to Minnesota was kind of like the songs that you recorded in that batch were yeah exactly were the ones that like laid the foundation and Mm -hmm. it wasn't like the songs we brought up to minneapolis with us were the we knew it was gonna work good
4: chris and i got kicked out of a bar within like two days (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you remember the name of the
1: bar uh, I don't.
0: It was Irish.
4: <laughs> I, was upstairs. I don't
1: remember now. I don't. Remember. You were that's what.
0: The that's what you know. You like really, <laughs> so truly really got remember. kicked out of it. Is like <laughs> I don't even remember the name of it. Yeah. It's good.
4: We knew it worked.
0: <laughs> nice. Do, do you feel that like? And we'll we'll talk about this in the second part more specifically about the latest release. But in the other kind of in your discography that you've recorded, have you found like? Because I mean, you've gone up to Minnesota. You've gone to Austin. You've kind of gone outside of the chicagoland area to record is there's something kind of special about having that like fixated mind that like we're going here to do this specific task and like the out like the the mundane day-to-day stuff can't bug us because we're in another state like specifically doing this i definitely would recommend it it's not um monetarily speaking it's not always been
3: you know affordable for us but it definitely it's like an outing it's an a, more of an adventure you know you're packing up everything and heading out to do this thing yeah and um it feels more like that you know what i mean it's nice but then again when we record around here it is nice to go home you know at the end of the day yeah
2: <laughs> but
1: there are less distractions when you're away from because you can't immediately think of somewhere to like go to Mm. <laughs> like you're here. To, you're here on this, business. This is the project. Yeah, like the task it. at hand.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> is there Is there kind of like a any like show rituals or like tour rituals that you guys are kind of have had throughout the life of the band, or has it always kind of just been like fly on the seat of your pants, or is someone a super planner? Are there like certain roles as band members in the band where someone is like the band dad, or is someone the the kind of inventory person at the end of the show, making sure no one left anything. <laughs> um, we kind of take turns, I think, in that aspect. But, you know, uh, like Jason
3: has done a lot in terms of, um, you know, dealing with show promoters and getting merchandise and stuff together. And Jay has been taking on more roles the longer he's been around. He's, you know, I think uh, he is the type that would that could keep us kind of organized. Uh, now that he's been around long enough, he's doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Um,
1: I've been taking on more buttered rolls. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I like rolls, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? Food joke. On
0: the on the rider, you're like, joke. "AM Taxi will not play without these fucking buttered, buttered rolls." Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rolls. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I cut you off. I was about done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) From the, like, with merch and stuff like that and kind of going into that, I always like your, like, album covers and kind of the artwork that you guys do. I feel in kind of this digital age, it's easy to just kind of put the art to the wayside. What's kind of been your experiences with, do you do your own art? Do you have, like, close friends? Or, like, is there a conversation to that with kind of, like, merch and things like that? Is it... Because, I mean, it's like, besides the logo, it's like, is there is there more of a conversation or just like, hey, we have a friend that did this cool shit, like, it, we want to put it on something? It, it kind of varies. The the last cassette tape we did was a mixtape, and for the video of
3: the song, we had a bunch of graffiti artists come in and paint a giant piece on this wall, and the, um, that's part of the music video. And then Chris's idea was the J card of the cassette, when you open it up, then you see that artwork that they created um and then jay jason did the layout for it so that was you know you know that's how that one came together this last one we had uh, we worked with this guy um judd kite from kansas city missouri who's worked with friends of ours and um we didn't exactly know we knew what the title was and we i gave him a a quick email with some ideas and things of, of the vibe and we just let him to get, mock up some ideas for us and, you know, find one we liked. I think That's artwork is super important um, and I think it does sometimes get overlooked. It's like the last thing. It's like, oh, I'll just throw something on the front of it. But it is, you know, it's, it's important. Uh, we're doing vinyl soon with, you know, different colors of vinyl to choose from. Oh, nice. And things like that. I think in, in handwritten lyrics, I think it's important for people to, you know, have something tangible like that.
0: Yeah. You know, something to look at. Very cool. That was my, like, that graffiti thing, it's like, where, was that just something that, like, you had enough, like, six degrees of separation with artists to do that? Or was it, like, you just put out a blanket request? Well, the main guy that, he did a couple of videos
3: for us, his name is Brain Killer, Brian Keller. Um, he uh, He's very well hooked up uh, in that community. So, nice. you know, we told him the idea, and
0: he's like, yeah, I got people. <laughs> you know, so he he wrangled up the other four artists that's so crazy that it's like the like in the music like seeing community it's like it's just a bunch of like weird creative folks and mm-hmm. it's like some people do like multiple avenues of art and like some just do music and some just do a certain type of art but mm-hmm. it's like it's so crazy that you get enough of them in a room and it's like something awesome is bound to happen yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure
1: um, that was easy to find graffiti artists. I thought that was strange. It, yeah. In an awesome way. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I my that, like you're, yeah, that is weird. I thought that'd be more of a Reddit request. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Some kind of laughs> Come tag a building. Yeah. I don't know if that's the proper term. And that was, how did you get parameter. approval
0: to do the wall that you did? Well, it was a bar that um, I've
3: been friends with this family for a couple decades. And they're like, hell yeah, I'm about to have it there. Nice. Yeah. Is it still there? Yeah. It's a it's a bar called Arasio. It's next to a record store called Purple Dog Records. It's a little alley in between in town of Naperville. Nice. And yeah. Check it out or look or buy our cassette tape. Damn
0: it. Yeah, fucking buy the cassette tape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna get into take a little break, listen to some more music from AM Taxi and their latest release, Shiver by Me. This one is called Harpoon, and when we come back, we'll talk about the specifics of the songwriting process, the recording process, and all that good stuff. But for now, enjoy more music from AM Taxi. <laughs> All right, and we are back with AM Taxi. You just listened to Harpoon off their latest release, Shiver by Me, that came out on January 25th. And let's talk a little bit about that record. Um, what is there is there kind of like as you were writing it was there a theme that kind of appeared from the songs was there like a message was there some sort of thing that connected all of them or are they kind of like grouped in a certain way kind of talk about that in terms of like what made all these songs fit in one lp yeah uh it it, there
3: wasn't as we were creating it like um this is what it's going to be about but once it was, we, I was sort of looking for that the whole time though, and once it was finally finished, um, it was really obvious that there was this sort of theme about um, kind of running out of time. You know what I mean? Um, and like sort of, uh, qu- you know, questioning uh, how much time we have left and things like that. And you know, of course, not in every song, but it also has this sort of kind of um, anxious, like, uh, but but patient. Vibe to it, and I think also it does have sort of a winter kind of theme to it. That's why the title and you know um, the w- winter release as well. You mm-hmm. know I mean? um, and the order definitely something we thought about. I think Warsaw is the last song on there. and Yeah, that's, Warsaw Blues. And the reason we put that at the end is it's an older song. It wasn't recorded with this batch of tunes. Oh, okay. Um, it features John and Luke. Um, it was written a long time ago. It was recorded. Well, we it was started to record it a long time ago. I think we added a little bit last year onto it. Um, So it made sense to kind of put that as sort of the
0: final thought. Nice. So that's like... So I'm always interested to kind of see people's process in the studio. Because I know, like, writing music and stuff is, like, kind of one side of it. But, like, once you're in the studio, it's a whole different thing. You could come with a song you think is done, and then (laughs) once it's recorded, it could maybe be something completely different. Do you find... That when you go into the studio the songs are like non-budgeting they're 100% done we're not fiddling around with it or do you kind of leave something like okay it's 90% done we're gonna record it maybe mess around with stuff see like what's in the studio that we can play with some sounds or different effects or anything like that Uh, I think we do it pretty much uh, we do everything live most of it live oh,
3: okay. vocals later so we kind of get pretty you know down to it before we go in oh we, nice okay are we, we going to have a click track on? The, what's it going to be you know like are we going to do overdubs on this song uh, you know are we going to do a tambourine like it's all sort of thought through I think I can't really think of any examples I don't know I, for Chris and I it's like
4: oh my god we got studio time we got 10 hours
3: <laughs> yeah. get
4: ready before
0: we go you know?
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh And then we go, you know, have some tacos.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Nice. So it's it's definitely like you guys have always recorded live. That's all, or you've never done like like tracking or. Um no, did we on the very first EP? I think that I can't remember. Yeah, it's as far as I remember, we've always done live. And was that just like, was it a time issue? Was it like you guys just feel um, like it's more natural when you're all playing? It's, yeah, all, it's the feels better to better. play
3: live. Um, to look at each other. You're playing with people. It's not real, I think, when you do one instrument at a time. It's not, you know, that magic can't happen that way. You yeah. Know what I mean, um, it's just, and that's how it was, it's been that, done that way for so long, it's, it seems unnatural to do one instrument at a time. You mm. um, if you got the right people
0: yeah you know what I mean nice did you have any any like featured people any any like shout outs to people that helped in the studio or was this one you were mentioning like the last couple releases you had some fe- people hop in on some songs any um, we had
3: so John and Luke sang on Warsaw Blues um, our friend Dan Wade played guitar on that song as well he played a, some overdub guitar who else do we have? We had Darren uh, Garvey. Darren Garvey played the vibraphone on "Movies About Your called, Life."
1: Isn't it a Glockenspiel? Uh, <laughs> it's
3: like bigger than a Glockenspiel. That's
0: like so. It's like when you're <laughs> when you're writing that song. How are you like? I need I need that 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 bigger version of a Glockenspiel in there. I
3: think, <laughs> I think that <laughs> might
1: have been Jay's idea. So <laughs> really it. Yeah. Um, it just we been like as piano too? But then you were like, well, he knows how to play that thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't remember, that might have been what it was. It was supposed to be a piano at
3: first, but they had a, some vibes at the studio. Yeah. Um, and then we had, uh, my friend Lucas played trombone and uh, some tenor sax, I believe, on one of the songs as well. That's awesome. And did we
1: miss anybody? We're missing, We're anybody? missing someone, I could feel it. Like when you leave something at home. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> something got left at home. Something got left at home turn off the stove so
0: when you're i'm always interested when you're writing is it is it uh like lyrics first is it lyrics last is it going off a melody is it going off a riff kind of where where is the am taxi songwriting like level in terms of like what's get what gets laid down first and then kind of how how does that songwriting it get kind built? of
3: it, it really does sort of vary um it's, it's hard to answer, but I will say that um, for me, I'm really a melody person, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I could be messing with different kind of progressions or whatever. If I don't feel like I've got a strong enough melody, I'll just, you know, I won't continue. I'll just try something else. Sure. You know I mean? So that ge- generally will get the ball rolling. Okay. You know what I mean? And then other times, there's just like a subject, and then, well, there should be a song about that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I, I you know, jot down lyrics all the time. So whenever you know if I've got a melody I don't
0: really know what to do with it you know just find a line that fits and maybe see if I can work around it Yeah is there kind of like within the other members is there a lot of like like kind of tra- like asking people to try different things on their instrument or oh, yeah. people kind of like I I'm I'm drums I'm bass I'm I'm going to do what I feel is best for the song and like Oh we
3: all uh, it, we're, we're it, real open no ego Yeah <laughs> no ego
2: yeah
1: <laughs>
3: Yeah. Once the tune is at a certain point, you know, like uh, these guys, I'll give it to them and, like, what if we do it like this? What if we do it like that? What if we do it this way? Sometimes I'll have an idea in mind of how I think it should be arranged, but I don't want to, I want them to take a crack at it. Yeah. You know? and if it's not working, I'm like, hey, guys, I have this idea too. Uh, let's try that. But um, generally, you know, I can come in with a song and I imagine it in my head one way and it can come out you know, somebody's idea will lead to someone else's idea, will lead to someone else's idea. You know, it's a totally different arrangement.
0: Nice. Do you feel that, like, because you've played long enough together or kind of, like, know each other's, like, style or kind of what they're going to, like, what their go-to kind of thing is, do you feel that it's easier to, like, write for the band kind of knowing that? Where you're like, oh, and then I know, like... Like, Jason will come in with this and, like, something like that? Or is it kind of just, like, a different thing every time? It's kind of different. Yeah. um, With each round, you
3: know. Okay. But they always come up with...
2: Yeah, nothing ever
1: seems like it's going to be predictable or anything like that as far as, like... Well, I mean, you're the one right in the beginning of it, but... Mm -hmm. I don't think you're taking that. In. Chris is definitely gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, do the bop a doop a a doop. You know, like just do that. <laughs>
1: that is my signature move. That's
0: speaking speaking dap-a-doop. drum to the drummer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. Do you
0: feel in the studio? Was there was there one song that was just the bane of your existence? That for some reason was just the the like most difficult thing to record. Or was there one that was the polar opposite where it was like a one-take wonder and you were like, should it be that easy? Like, mm. are we really done with it? Like- <laughs> yeah, the very first song. Yeah. That one
3: was crazy. I showed it, we were, we were recording a different song that day called "Shaking Over You and we had like another hour and a half in the studio. Um, and I had written that song the morning before, or started it the night before and finished it the, mor- the morning of the session. And I just showed it to him on the acoustic guitar um, in the control room. <laughs> and uh they didn't no they just w- listened to the progression and the rhythm and stuff and then i plugged that acoustic into my amplifier so it sounds kind of different and we went into the room and just Went through it, I think it was take three or four. You know, we tried we did, we did
1: a few takes with uh, hot rods and a few takes with sticks just to see if like it sounded cooler and then Ricky Ticky Tabby. Boom, we had <have> a song. <laughs> threw it in there, you know? that? We're talking about trying, trying to bring it back. C-
3: bring a new catchphrase right? Yeah.
1: Ricky Ticky Tabby. You better jump that? on well, that trademark or yeah. something. It's, it's true. It's gonna... Did we end up mixing Rtt. The uh, R-T-T. is it all hot rods or is it hot rods and sticks? I so want to know. Mixed up. Uh, <laughs> no.
3: And then vocals that night. Um, just yeah, it was all really quick in that last little hour in the studio, you know. And sometimes that's nobody had a chance to um, overthink anything. Yeah. You, none of us did. Excuse to... me. <laughs> Hello. Oh. <Hey. laughs> Jay's
1: here.
3: <laughs>
1: Jay's here. I we
5: mean,
2: we were just talking about your new <clears> throat> record. Wow. <throat>
5: It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> What'd you bring? What's in the bag there? Uh, it's not as much as I thought it was, but
4: there's beer. <laughs> his vo- beer? Notice his voice changed since the beginning.
6: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: got lower. It's, it's got, a, better little, now, got a little yeah. lower. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we have a higher version of
6: your voice. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that one was like overnight sensation, three takes done. Was there one that it was just like, I always think of the... Nathaniel Radcliffe music video where they do like like 8,000 takes of something and they all have gray hair by the end of the music video. But was there one that was just like, like, how are we not getting this part right or something like that? Or was it pretty much because you come in with it so solid, you don't really run into those issues? Yeah, I think that one tune, Warsaw
3: Blues, like I said, it was older than the other ones. Um, that one took a little while. We had, I think there's, is there double drums on that one? Yeah, yeah. And then we had you know, the Schmidt bros and a lot of people, we were doing a lot of singing. I sang the whole thing, I didn't like it, so I went back and sang it all again. And then we had a couple, we yeah, had Dan play guitar on that one, Dan Wade as well as us. Um, it just
0: took a little bit longer, I think. Nice. Yeah. One question I always like to ask too is like, being musicians and in bands for so long, do you feel that it's kind of like a blessing and a curse? Cause you kind of know what is possible on the engineering side? That you like? Are you are you fiddlers? Are you tweakers? Are you kind of like over the shoulder, or do you kind of just like nope? We're gonna record it, and we trust the person behind the board. Kind of like it's it's because I feel it's all almost that like, like ignorance is bliss. Like if you don't know what that software and what you're. Like setup is capable of, and what all the gear is—it's it's almost nicer because you're like, okay, I have two options for this. Where now it's like, oh, I have infinite options. <laughs> well, we're pretty um,
3: picky about how we want it to sound. Yeah. And that's what I mean. We work with people that we know that will be able to achieve that without Dialed us having and... to breathe down their necks. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, I think we all come from bands that you know, between 2000 and 2010, we were we abused the privileges of uh pro tools and all that and then decided to just show up and play our parts right you know, yeah
2: <laughs> just
1: do your job
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice was there um so was there i would say either in the recording process or listening back to the record done is there one song that kind of listening to it on the record you're like holy shit that's a good song like, have you gotten that feel for, like, one or two songs on the record that you're like, this is my favorite song on the record? I think we all really dig uh,
3: track six. What did it end up being called? El Patron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, El Patron, yeah. for sure. Which isn't an obvious choice, you know? No, it's, it's, I think it's we a like, little slower, right? Yeah. yeah, I think we like it because it's a little different, at least for me. Um, and then we've been getting a lot of good reactions. It's been really cool this, you know this past week or so that the album's been up because of the uh, the feedback we've been seeing from the yeah. reviews and, and various text messages and emails and, and posts on social media. It seems
1: like everybody's got a favorite jam, which is cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Any other favorites? Fight, fighting in Cars. There's somewhere like when we go to... Um, That's fine. When I finally go to like <laughs> like sing a vocal or like do a harmony and I see his final lyrics for the first time, Sometimes I'm like, this song's now way better to me because yeah. I'm like reading these lyrics for the first time. I'm like, holy shit. So that one hit me more recently. Yeah. Do you guys talk about like,
0: like the subject history. matter of the songs or the lyrics before you record them? I still or, have a lot of or questions. Do you, or do you find <laughs> out with everyone else and you're like, oh shit, that's what this song's about? That's kind of cool.
3: Sometimes it's talked about, other yeah. times it's yeah. not. Yeah. I think more or less, though, the kind of the content has a. <clears throat> the melody has the. Um, emotion of the whatever the content is yeah and i think it's something that everyone when we're working on the tune can pick up on at least you know what I mean? hell yeah sense.
2: yeah
0: any any yeah. others that we haven't mentioned that are standouts um, for you on the record
5: i mean i i've been a fan of the of uh, harpoon for a while because i think it's just different it's kind of a it's not as straight ahead as some of the past taxi stuff is i think it's a little it's thinned out in spaces. It's kind of a, just a different voicing. Nice, and it yeah. It kind of has a different feel to it. So, I've always been on that one just because I felt like it was a little different. Um, but I like fighting in cars too because it has some depth to it. There's, it's got a popier chorus to it, but the verse and kind of the intro have like a, a little bit more of a nod to some of the original emo or original like indie noise rock stuff that was around. So. And you have to, yeah. to
3: hear the intro to that song, you have to listen to the song before it. It's, oh. it's hidden at the end
0: of
5: the song. Okay.
3: Song.
2: Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so if
0: you're listening on Spotify, you're doing yourself yeah, a disservice and just
2: buy the record. It, you've yeah, yeah, buy you got to yeah. <laughs> yeah. buy the record when it
3: comes out. All right. Um, and, oh, yeah. And uh, it's we also like fighting cards because it's easy to
0: yeah that's it there it is (laughs) well you're not going to listen to that one you have to buy the record and listen to that one on your own but you're going to listen to movie about your life now and when we come back we're going to go into our speed round with some fun questions everyone's going to answer as an individual so we'll get to know them a little bit better as people and as musicians uh but for now enjoy more music from AM Taxi.
2: Take a
4: free ride. Oh, man. Oh, you like just tune that up. All
2: right. Free
0: ride, and we're back. You just listened to movie about your life. We're going to get into the speed round now that we got the full band. You came just in time no, I'm I'm to ready. disclose all your biggest fears and secrets. I'm prepared. <laughs> so, how this goes is I ask just a traditional interview question. Speed is the name of the game. So just the first answer that pops to your head is usually the correct one. Uh, we're not looking for the coolest answer. We're looking for the truth here, people. Right. Uh, we can go whoever has their answer first, or we can go in a roundabout way. Uh, but get ready, and here we go. The we'll first question. Just, just
5: pop it out. Yeah. Just
0: pop it The <laughs> first question I always ask is, what is the first physical piece of music you bought with your own money? Metallica Black. Nice. I can't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> We're not doing this right. If you can't, If you can't no, remember what you bought with your own a, money, it was the first record that was Brian given. Adams. Okay. Brian
5: Adams.
1: Tesla, Great Radio Controversy. My cousin gave it to me. My nice. uncle gave me the soundtrack to Animal
5: House on cassette. N- nice. <laughs> I was given a 40, I think it was a 45, a single of Another One Bites the Dust. And on the flip, it was, what was the song Queen did that was in Flash Gordon?
3: Oh, Flash, was it called? Flash, Flash. Right? yeah, that's what I got.
5: I was five, I think, five or six. Hell yeah.
0: If you could attribute one band or one musician to that moment that you were like, I need to do what they're doing, I need to be in a band, like what is that band or that musician for you that's like, I need to be doing
5: this? Oh, it's going to date me so bad, but the, I always talk about the opening of the Sweet Child of Mine video, the Slash Lean. Oh, plug, plug in. In the sound. No, the yeah. Lean, and then the sound. Oh, the sound. The Lean and back. It's like, oh, that guy's super cool. I didn't know who he was, <laughs>
1: but he was cool as shit. Nice. It's it's either Trey Cool or, or Dave Grohl at the time, because I was like 13, I started drumming, and they were both like all over the TV. Hell yeah. And shit was like, I have to drum. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think uh, lo- uh, local bands, too. The first
3: time I saw, you know, like... 88 eight Fingers Louie in 30 Seconds Deep. That was, like, the obtainable thing. So okay. Like, oh, I can I can do that. I can also play in a bowling alley.
1: Yeah. <laughs> bon Jovi. Ooh. There go. Here we go. Now I we're getting, we're, now now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. I We're halfway there, baby.
0: <laughs> Uh, favorite venue to play in Chicago, even if it's not in existence anymore? The favorite favorite place that you've played? Oh, I was like Double Door. Uh, double
1: double door, for door. sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm doubling down on Double yeah. Door. Double down on Double Door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Triple them. Ricky Ticky Tavy. Jason going come with something <laughs> weird, like Lounge Act. <laughs>
2: Jason's like philosophizing <laughs> <to know that laughs> over here on Let's the stool. <laughs> the key Metro,
4: up. Lincoln Hall. Bee Kitchen's always great because it's. In your face, hot, sweaty. Yeah. You know. Nice. People, people are right there. <laughs> I do like Bee Kitchen
1: you. a lot. Sorry.
0: No, you said double door. Can't take it back. Okay, <laughs> next one. <laughs> um, if you could nerd out about one thing other than music, what would that be?
2: Hmm.
1: Mm. One trick pony. <laughs> uh, I'm quite a big nerd about music, though. cars are building drums. I've been obsessed with that lately, but I still haven't I don't have any money to buy the equipment to build drums. Okay. But I'm obsessed with it. Okay. I watch other people do it. There's too many companies <laughs> yeah. now. Cooking. Cooking? Yeah. Like what, what are we we talking baking? Hell We're
0: talking no. like no firing up the wok, like yeah. <laughs> firing up the grill. No there we baking. go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, if there is other than Chicago, what is your favorite city to play? It's not, it's, we can't answer
1: that because then everyone will think we're dicks. I'm sticking to my guns. I go. With, I say Philly every time because I always like getting cheesesteaks. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the TLA, and it's fun there. And, again, cheesesteaks. Again, <laughs> so I mean, cheesesteaks. I, I go with my gun. I like
5: Minneapolis. Minneapolis. It's, it's not a hometown answer at all because Chicago people hate it. But I, I love playing New York. Yeah, there's always people. Nice. And people dig it. They're into new stuff. There's never an attitude. At least when I've been there. Friends, people, people. That's right.
1: Friends, people, people. Nice. Uh,
4: anywhere on the a lot of a lot of the West Coast places, San Francisco. Last last times many years ago, and when when we were there, we played some pretty great venues. Yeah, so. that place
0: is great. Yeah. Do you have a? Do you have a pet peeve? Something that either like like musically or just in your everyday life that you just cannot stand irks you to the nth degree. <coughs> alarm bike box. messengers. Bike messengers <laughs> alarm clocks. Oh, <no>. <laughs> I've just ruined everything.
1: <laughs> Nobody's gonna buy a record. Oh my God,
2: Jason!
3: <laughs> I like some bike messengers. Like Nico. <laughs> yeah. Good guy. I like you
1: All right. Oh, hey. I, I don't know if I hey, have a... What grinds your gears? <laughs> it's cliche shit. Traffic, you know. <laughs> you know, the basics. the basics. The basics. The basics. There's nothing like super I'm a super basic weird bitch weird. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd I, complain about just about know. anything. so you know.
5: It doesn't make a lot of sense because I like loud music, but I really... Don't like loud background. Noise. Like I just get really annoyed now with loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> well, about gonna, to have, music, how about this non musical loud noise? Loud ambient noise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <fucking laughs> <crazy. laughs> and I'm like the one in the room that likes noise rock, so that does really work. Right. Uh,
0: go to beverage, alcoholic or non alcoholic? Beer. Oh my. Goodness. Is there a what's a go to? What's your go to beer? Not this stuff. Yeah, no. But I liked it. I like this stuff. <laughs> um I drink like light beer. Light beer? Yeah.
5: You're American. You're like a
0: lager logger <laughs> guy. Coors
4: light and nice coffee.
0: Coors
1: Light and iced Coffee, all right. together? separate, yeah. Yeah, big time coffee. Just nice coffee. Pike all place.
0: day and even night I'm drinking
4: I'm sorry, it now. I'm drinking yours. And then <laughs> I'll I'll go to a Coors Light if Jay
0: brought some.
5: I don't know if I brought bullets, but
0: so the are the coffee. Are we talking like you said, Pike all yeah, day, I Place all day, Starbucks all day? It's ready I'm to roll. S- I'm a
5: snob. You're about a snob. It. I like metric, and I like uh, some of the dark matter stuff. I, you know, I are, those are you are my you got favorites. like like the the drip.
0: Like whole yeah, like I, setup I, at home. I don't
5: press as much as I used to. I'm, I'm a straight <laughs> drip guy now. Simplified, but the, who makes the coffee is very important to me. See,
0: I don't think the the music references showed your age. I think the that I haven't happen. I haven't pressed in a while. That showed might have the. But
5: eye. I will say I can get I can get down with the Dunkin' Donuts. it's, okay. solid. Yeah. it's still a good go to, but quick in a pinch. And if you're on the road, it's much easier to get. Yeah,
0: right. Speaking of on the road in a pinch, is there a go-to eatery on tour? Is there like a, if all else fails, and we're in a town we don't know that well, we're going to Blake.
3: Deli, but they don't have them
0: anymore.
2: Oh, sh- yeah.
4: I just saw one in Denver and I uh, thought of you. Oh, uh, didn't no we way. drive? I going to bring you one
1: home. <laughs> two hours out of the you, way to find
0: one for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two hours? Where was that? <laughs> yeah. that you I don't remember. <laughs> how how big, like, your need was that bad? We You're like, time, we got to
5: go. He has strong the sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no one makes it. If you're like in the Midwest, Slosky's. I still think James John's is, is James a strong. James to It's quick and easy. Quick and easy. get it done if you're in the Midwest outside of that. I mean, Yeah.
1: Waffle House ain't hurt nobody either. You're around home, oh, you get down south, that's the
5: way to go. Yeah.
0: So this this uh, format of the podcast is specifically Chicagoland area mm-hmm. bands. What, who do you think is a band that I should have on the podcast next that you are like, you've got to know about this band? It's, you mostly punk bands, right? Mostly punk, but like in the punk indie rock mm-hmm. realm. I think, have you had Blood People on? I have. Yeah.
5: Wow. Any, any other?
3: Have you had, um, oh, do you know Tobin's band 610? We're playing with them.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Tobin from Flatfoot. Uh-huh. I've little... had
0: Flatfoot on, but I haven't had 610. 610 on. That would be a good one. Yeah, all the bands we've got,
3: uh, uh, Take the reins is playing with us next week, or this week. Yeah, another good one How that you ranches?
0: played uh not this year, but last Pump the Burbs Fest.
3: Mm. Yeah, they um, they'll be playing. They're on the docket. Dan Wade will be playing.
5: Nice. No, I dig this any band any called, other called Chew. Ooh, I okay. Like Chew a lot. They they just put a record out like I don't know, probably a couple months ago that I really dig. It's a little hardcore, but yeah. it's, it's it's good.
0: Hell yeah. Any other? I got nothing. You got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I <can't laughs> Save not us.
5: Way. just try loom yeah. loom some buddies of other, ours they're not as punk it's a little more um,
0: I, I mean we've dark, we've, yeah, radio dark it's like,
5: yeah it's like dark yes,
1: that's, what I, yeah, that's, that's what, what I heard recently they're okay ready. Yes, I can get down with that yeah, it's cool I don't get out enough I guess anymore <laughs> <laughs> said something it's not because yeah, not they've heard it's this Phil there. Collins guy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn. he's gonna do big things yeah. big things have you yeah, had him he's good <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I always kind of ask this as the last question and it's kind of a little bit more on the serious side but you can answer it however you see fit so there was a professor um at Columbia here in Chicago and he said music is just like any other art form, where sometimes the artist has, like a how we were saying, like a message or a theme to their art that they want to communicate to the audience with their art. So as musicians, as artists, with AM Taxi as a band, or maybe specifically uh, the latest album, or maybe like you can take it from the standpoint of like after a live show, like are there any... Messages, themes, emotions, feelings that you want to communicate to the audience so that when they kind of leave the show or kind of finish listening to the album that you want something to be that takeaway. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming, you know. Yeah, I think that um,
3: we want to provide the live experience. We want to provide some sort of, like, um, therapy, whether it be, like, just escape from, you know, life for an hour or two or, like... um, some sort of stress relief or something like that, you know what I mean? Um, same thing with the music itself, I think, um, uh, it, we want people to get... Um, we hope that it's helpful,
1: that uh, helps them through their everyday stuff that they're going through. Nice. Anything to add? I feel like, I'm trying to think, like as you're asking this and they're talking, I was thinking about what I try and portray, I feel like since I'm not the songwriter, and I'm just backing up like his thoughts and ideas, I'm usually portraying like a sense of camaraderie. Like, like this is like I want people to, like look at us and see that we're just like it's real. I guess I don't. Know. Yeah. That sounds like weird or not, but or just cliche. I get it. I don't know. That's the vibe I feel like I'm putting out. Yeah. Like, yeah. We do this like it, like almost like we just stepped away from the crowd and we were hanging out with everyone. We're just going oh, we're gonna go do this thing real quick and we're all going back to hanging out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's not mm-hmm. like
6: welcome to us. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, yeah.
1: So it's just be like we're hanging. That's. I feel like we're putting that out there. Welcome to us. Welcome Welcome to us. That's a good band name. There you go. (laughs) Check them out. Yeah, it's just. That's That's your band. That should be on the podcast. It'll be my band. I'll whip it up and then I'll give you a call.
0: Perfect. Sounds like a plan. I'm gonna hold you to it. Any other (laughs) final things? No. Anything left to plug? Reggie's. So of course, on the eighth, at Reggie's, go for it. Yeah. Uh, Come on to
3: Reggie's on Friday uh it's 17 plus seven to eight o'clock doors take the reins um dan wade 610 and us AM taxi uh celebrating shiver by, me. shiver by me the brand new record that's not a record vinyl will be out um in a couple months i think nice but it's right now it's available in its digital form or on compact disc
0: Nice. Any other shows that are already booked that you want to promote? No. No. So this is your chance. Mm-hmm. you got to go on the 8th. If you don't go on the 8th, you're a sucker.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Hey, and I and, showed it yeah. to someone that was younger, and they immediately started to shuffle. It's so, not shuffle, that shit. <laughs> we picked an order, played in the order machine, <laughs> <laughs> What is this gosh <laughs> dang it shuffling business? <laughs> she hit shuffle on it, and it opened with the last song. like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the way to start it. It was yeah. the worst starting. Do you not realize that it was a beautiful mind yeah. board of all
0: the songs, Finding the tracks? So that's my final thought. <laughs> do people really do that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the hit shuffle it's right Spotify. Boom! I'll just shuffle your band. Oh <laughs> God, it's a, tough, it's
5: a tough
0: time. That's everyone's new pet peeve is when you yeah. shuffle when you that shuffle the play
5: time. That's it. No, See, more like right no more alarm clocks. No more alarm clocks.
0: That's
3: not my
1: pet peeve anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's the shuffle the button. The shufflers. <laughs> so grab that thing. I don't know how it yeah, works. Right I'm one. old and. Turn it until it breaks off. Yeah, shufflers. We don't need shuffling. We spent a lot of time thinking about the order of this. I didn't realize that that was such a problem.
3: It's a journey.
0: It's a journey. (laughs) Let us guide you on it. That's right. It's a story. It's Disturbing news. It really is. (laughs) It's hurting me now, Chris. Uh. I'm just so heads up. Well, guys, AM Taxi. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for spending the time, inviting me into your practice space, and coming on the podcast. You're gonna listen to the last. Uh, song for this episode. It is called uh, Why Can I Not Even Read My Own Handwriting? It's called Stuck Around and it's the first song on side two of the album for all you shufflers. Ooh, there you go. And again, Shiver By Me, available now. Go listen to it in order or buy the compact disc. See them on the 8th at Reggie's. We'll have event uh, Facebook event page or Reggie's event page on the description of this podcast so you can go directly to get your ticket if you haven't already. Uh, guys, thanks again so much from Thank all you. of us here at Frisky Morris us. and Friends. Have a good day, night, evening, wherever you're listening to this. And we are out. Bye. See you later. Woo!